Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's the podcast that invites you to come find yourself and I invite you to join me out in the fresh air. It's looking lovely today. There is a glider. Oh, it's not a glider because there's a little engine. I don't know what you call them. Those planes that you only ever hear when the skies are blue and there's not very much wind. But, oh, it's doing uh, barrel rolls. Cool. Um, That is impressive. So I have paused on my walk. Oh, can you hear it now? To talk a little bit about teenagers and parenting. And um, (laughs) I can't edit this out right. The plane is now making the pheasants get a little bit nervous and when the pheasants get nervous they make a noise and that noise makes the dog go hello is that something for me to chase um anyway let's chat about parenting teenagers and I am not going to give you the uh, detail of what's going on in my teenagers lives but I wanted to highlight just how much parenting there is to be done at this stage because you kind of think when your kids are like baby baby like you know are they fed are they warm are they safe it's pretty pretty straightforward and then when they're at primary school fed warm safe uh, have they not ripped the uh, soles off their shoes by dragging their toes along at the park on the swings dragging their toes on the floor Um, and you know you can keep up with their lessons when they're at primary but um, I think something that had in a way surprised me a little bit is the extent or maybe the difference that comes with those teenage years and I'm now in the phase where kids are 15 and 17 and my children have gone past the age that I was when my dad died when my mum had um, her first baby after my dad dying and I was a birthing partner (laughs) and um, there was I guess well was there any parenting going on I suppose I had decided or realised by the age of 14 that I had to really do things for myself like no one was going to do it for me Um, and certainly I'm sure there was plenty that went on in the background that you know I wasn't aware of or would be in a position to acknowledge Um, you know Christ mum still had to you know make sure we had electricity run the house Um, but uh, yeah I was sort of deeply involved in parenting my siblings um plus just basically going wild I think um I do kind of joke about some aspects of my teenage years being like a bad episode of EastEnders like Christmas special but um there are episodes I've watched of Shameless and I've gone "Mm, yeah I can relate to that too um so the thing that strikes me is that your kids really what I think really really need you at this age I sense that my children need me even if they are tiptoeing that kind of tightrope between adolescence and adulthood um, where you don't want to be treated like a child but you do need your parents to be there for you or to give you a lift (laughs) or to buy you a bottle of rosé 
uh, when you're six months shy of being able to legally buy it yourself. Uh, please drink responsibly. Um, but in all seriousness, the pull that I feel towards needing to be there for them and I guess until you go through it it's difficult to anticipate and there's so much that I'm learning here that I didn't have and in kind of parenting my teenagers there's an attempt from me to be the parent that I needed and um there's like from this it is from the sublime to the ridiculous I think I might have said that yesterday as a phrase but um but yeah we had the classic yesterday it was house matches at school uh specifically rugby house matches and if you've um if you've got kids that do like state comprehensive schools in the south in the UK in particular do not do rugby Um, regularly enough to make it a sport that most young people understand. So our school, I don't think the girls get to do it. They might get to do touch occasionally. But, I mean, ultimately, unless you're doing rugby outside of school, you're going to get injured or or not picked because you don't understand how it goes. So I get the call, of course, and it's the classic. Hello, Mrs. Kent. Hello. Nothing to worry about. And why don't they just say, you need to pick your child up? Nothing to worry about, but your child took some studs to the head. And um, our son knows how to play rugby, loves playing rugby, used to play for a club, but had to um, give it up in favour of football because they happen on the same day. So he's, he's competent, knows what he's doing, loves the sport. Uh, but of course, they all get extremely excitable. I think he'd gone in for a tackle and he was trying to explain to me, yes, mum, and then the person behind you that needs to get the ball well, he kind of jumped over me, but he had metal studs and they scraped my head and, um, you know, like, great. And they're so worried about head injuries now that any knock um, is concussion is being sent home so in the middle of the stuff I was doing yesterday I get the call I'm like yes no problem go and pick my son up and while I'm sat there I look through the window into the corridor and I can see my son's friend who I know and I'm like oh hello how are you and he's like oh I've got to go home and the receptionist on the phone going yes yes um could yeah Harry has yeah he's been flipped over yeah and landed on his head and neck yeah could you come and get him and then the senior first aider comes in she's got someone else with her and you're like it's just fucking carnage so there's the pra- there's the practical not sublime to ridiculous because if your child gets studs to the head it's not great i had a look in his he'd like in his hairline found the bumps and the scrapes but he's all right um so there's the practical stuff of needing to go and collect them still because they've all gone <laughs> do lally um playing rugby and then there's the really really big stuff like when your teenager is unsure of what's to come next and they feel pressurised and they feel worried and they don't like the news cycle or not they don't like but they find the news cycle difficult to deal with and all their other friends seem like they've got it sorted and they're learning to drive and you know they're packing a lot in to a very small space in time and I think when I look back at some of the stuff I was contending with at that age, it is, frankly, I do go, bloody hell, 
dealt with a lot. Uh, well, maybe didn't deal with it, just crushed it down, suppressed it, stamped on it, made it into a tiny hard core inside my heart. Um, but therapy helps with that. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm like, I want to be there. And if there's any ounce of kind of time that I've got, it goes to it goes to them. Because um, I know, I think, and someone's going to tell me now, oh, your children won't leave home until they're 29. You do realise that now because nobody can afford to buy a house or rent anywhere. Um, but it feels like with these teenage kids that, my God, well, even if they don't want you to be visibly around or they definitely don't want you to baby them, it feels to me like... They absolutely need their parents to be available to them. And, God, you want to be in the hope that they will leave home at, you know, 18 or whatever. <laughs> but the door is always open. Um, so it's quite... I suppose it's a, a, a moment for me to be thankful that because of the nature of what I do, um, I can be around for them and that they... Do not, oh, here goes Mr. Pheasant again. He's like, now he's he's scared the sheep. The sheep that I'm walking past have still got their tails. Hmm. Um, so, feels like a bit of a ramble, this one. But um, I've just been struck considering... And actually, when you are um, in that... Oh, uh, Luna's had a bark at the sheep. It's OK, there's a big fence. She can't get through. Um... I suppose when there are things you're trying to do for yourself, when you spend a lot of time on social media, if you are distracted by the uh, triumphs and achievements of people who, I don't know, have a different setup to you or are 20 odd years younger than you um, or there's some kind of media narrative that makes you feel like you ought to be doing more than you are um I think when you've got teenage kids it's it's just that aspect of going I completely lost my thread you know when you're looking at a field of sheep and you're like yeah I think um I'm going to look at them instead it looks like there might be a ram in there because he is nudging a lee oh yes oh yeah <laughs> Well, you weren't expecting this, were you? Um, okay, I think I've kind of reached a natural close. So my intention is to say that if you've got teenage kids and you feel really like drawn to needing to be available to them and you find it difficult to balance that with trying to get everything else done in life, it is to say that you're not on your own. So um, what do I hope for you? I hope that if your kids are playing rugby... Over the next, you know, couple of weeks, you don't get that phone call. Uh, thanks for being here for the podcast. I will be back with you tomorrow.